Hey, everybody. Welcome into Domesticated Gamblers. It is February 22nd, 2023. I'm Eric, and there's Tito. If you are watching us on YouTube, smash that like button and subscribe to our channel. Uh, also, post a comment on our videos, and we can interact with you there. And hit that notification bell, too, so you can get our videos as soon as we post them. And I want to talk about those videos here at the start of the show, uh, Tito. And I will speak for myself here first, and then you can certainly chime in. So. Uh, here's the deal, guys. Uh, we love doing the show. Uh, it's one of the best parts of my day. It's definitely the best part of my work day. <laughs> I think we could speak for all of us with that one. Uh, but as the name of the show tells you, uh, we are domesticated. And that means we have careers, we have responsibilities, uh, we have kids. In Tito's case, he has basically an entire army of children and animals living in his house. <laughs> and it's a lot. And, uh, you know, we want to put on a good show for you every weekday. And that takes time and that takes effort. And it's gotten to the point, it's just not realistic for us to keep doing a show every single weekday. And I'll be real candid. Like I knew at the beginning of this and I know even better now, Tito, like the chances of us making it on YouTube are slim. And I even have a couple people I know personally uh, that have quote unquote made it on YouTube. Uh, they have over a hundred thousand subscribers on their channel. And you know, while the money that comes in is decent, they're a husband and wife team. So all that income goes to the same place. And it's just not realistic uh, for Tito and Sean and I to continue to do this as a hobby with all the different things we have going on. Now I will say, I do have a goal for us uh, from doing the show that I do think is still in play uh, from the content we've put out already and some of the content that we will continue to put out moving forward. I'm not going to go into specifics on that goal, but I just want you guys to know watching uh, that you have not heard the last from us. Uh, we're still going to get together on the show from time to time. Tito, you and I, we're going to be here talking March Madness here starting next week. Uh, I know you're still going to be providing some hot toilet takes and putting out picks. Uh, I also still plan to be giving out picks on our YouTube page and on Twitter at Gambling Dads. Uh, Sean is stepping away, uh, but I bet he'll still be hopping on here on occasion. Uh, but I did want to let you guys know, uh, especially those of you that are with us every single day and look forward to watching the show, uh, that you're not going to get a show every weekday anymore moving forward. So we apologize uh, again for those of you that really do look forward to watching us every day. But like I said, it's just not realistic, realistic to continue with the same way we've been going. Uh, but stick with us. We do have a show here for you today with me and Tito. Uh, still going to be putting out some content, like I said. So uh, we love you guys uh, following us. We appreciate you. Uh, feel free to comment on this video or DM, DM us on Twitter uh, if you have questions. And again, you can always find us on Twitter at Gambling Dad. So, so Tito, you got anything that, that you want to add to that? No, I pretty much said it, said it perfectly. I knew you would. I knew you how, how you are with the words and the lingo. And so, yeah, everyone, you know, Tito's still going to be here dealing with his hot toilet takes. Everyone saw a little video that I posted earlier this afternoon from back in my college days. I'm going to still be posting videos left and right from the toilet, from, from here in my office, wherever I am. You're going to be seeing a lot of Tito, Daddy. And so, yeah, we're going to keep on shooting what, what we're doing here. And uh, yeah, Eric said it perfectly, and uh, everyone knows what uh, what it's like to be a, a, a domesticated dad like we are. And so um, yeah, thanks for thanks for laying it out there so eloquently like you always do, Eric. 
No problem, man. And we got bankrolls that we've built that we want to protect and we want to grow. So we want to still keep putting out plays. Uh, I know you sharp shot me last night. Uh, I had a, uh, a one-star play, an emotional risk management play on Mississippi State to win at Missouri. You came over to the top for a three-star play on the Missouri money line. And it was not pretty. The game was ugly. But by God, the Tigers got it done. They are still on a path. Uh, to make it to March Madness. So when we're breaking down all these games in a couple weeks, Tito, we could be breaking down the Tigers probably in an 8-9 game, maybe a 7-10 game where they get their ass kicked uh, in the second round that they somehow get out of the first round. But I did watch the whole game last night. I, I had to record it uh, the last 10 minutes of it because that's when I had to put my kid to bed. Um, long story short, my mom came over, so we were able to watch the end together, which was exciting. She's a big Mizzou fan as well. Uh, so Nick Honor getting it done with the big three at the end. Uh, Tito, your reaction to the Tigers and your big three-star winner last night? You know, complete, complete luck. I mean, let's be honest with Tito here. Complete luck. I, I sharp shot Eric. I thought I thought the Tigers were going to come out and just be dominant. I thought they were playing at home, had, had a couple stinkers. I figured Mr. Gates was going to have some tricks up his sleeve, get this team the right way. And the fact that they didn't come out and just totally crushed Mississippi State at Mizzou Arena. I mean, it's a complete abomination. It proves to me that Mizzou team doesn't have what it takes, Daddy. And if it's an 8 or 9 team, they're going to get dumped in the first round. If it's a 7-10 matchup, they're going to get upset. I mean, it's a complete embarrassment. They're going to have to win the SEC tournament to actually get a pretty good seed to get out of the first round. I mean, it's a complete embarrassment of a program they got going on over there. They can't hit their freaking free throws at the end of regulation. That should have been wrapped up. I don't know what I was doing. I was in the parking lot waiting for my for my daughter to get done with basketball practice because I had three stars on this play. I had big money on the line, Daddy. And the fact that they can't hit those free throws, they can't hit the front end of a one-and-one, one. what are we doing here, Mr. Gates? Yeah, sure, you can have them jack up three-pointer after three-pointer, but let's have them for the charity stripe, Daddy. What are we doing? What are we practicing at practice? Take it from Tito. Tito's the basketball coach of the lot. I know what I'm doing. I need to go down to Columbia. I'll start growing my hair out like Quinn Snyder did. I'll start holding some people accountable. And I'll get this program going the right way, Daddy. That's what I got to say about Mizzou. Big old whoop. M-I-Z, get the hell out of here with that crap. Wow, Tito is down on the Tigers. I They have, like, so vastly exceeded my expectations. I'm just excited that I'm excited to watch the games again. You're excited, that you're excited about watching the games. I'm not excited about seeing this this part of a Coach Gates. What the hell are you wearing a suit and tie for anyway, fella? Everyone else is in sweats. Why don't you just why don't you just go the full the full money and just put on a basketball uniform? You look ridiculous in a suit. Get the suit off and you haven't done nothing. Get the suit off until you've won something, Daddy. I mean, what a complete fraud of a coach that guy is. You've been slopping over his knob the entire time he's been a Mizzou coach. Get him out of here. Devil I, Francois, Reed, whatever the AD's name is, get his ass out of here. It's time to bring in some local talent. It's time to bring in Tito. I should be the next MIZ head coach. I know how to recruit these players. I know how to hold them accountable. And don't forget, Coach Adams, I saw what you tried to show last night. You tried to post out a comment on one of our videos about that fraud of a coach telling all those girls that he was sick and tired of them, calling them frauds. He's the only fraud that I know of. I know how to manage a coach team. And this is me. This is Tino's team that should be out in Columbia, baby. 
God, Tina was loaded for bear. My God, you do have a lot of hot takes that we need to continue to, to receive this content from you, Tito. I'm enjoying it. Man, this is a complete fraud. I was all fired up. I was all excited about last night. I had I was on the, the Gates bandwagon. He had me going to the moon and back, baby. And that that environment last night, that fraud of a of a whatever hat, whatever you want to call it. That was a complete trash performance. You're at home. What are you doing? You're at home. You're on Norm Stewart Court. What are we thinking about? You want more MIC takes? Wait for Tino Tino's toilet take tomorrow. I'll have another one for you. I cannot wait for that. I do agree with you. I mean, I think Dennis Gates looks good in that suit, but I agree. I'm not a big fan of the suit on the sideline anymore. That is one good thing that came out of COVID was the casual look for the head basketball coaches and their assistants. Now, here's here's something I do have a problem with. This guy, Travis Ford, that is the head coach of the St. Louis University Billikens for maybe another two to three weeks before he gets whacked by Dr. Shafitz. Boy, he's tired of Follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's a good follow, and I, you get the sense Travis Ford might not be around too much longer. Travis Ford has gone with the casual look. And it's not like this every game, but he's done this a lot of times recently. He will wear the blue pullover with the black pants. Now look, I am no fashionista. I, I wear a hoodie and a hat as much as I can, as you can see right now. But I know enough not to wear a blue top with black pants. Am I crazy here, Tito? No, it's a complete embarrassment. This guy, does, he's still living in the 1970s when he was in school for 15 years with Kentucky. I mean, this guy doesn't know how to dress, even if his mama made him dress. I don't even know. It's a complete fraud of a coach that guy is too. There's one guy that should probably be in his suit for the fraud that he is. You gotta be acting the part. You're not even acting the part anymore, Travis Ford. You've mailed it in. Dr. Shafis, let's do it today, baby. Fire his ass. Get Tino down to slew. I'll coach them both, baby. I'll manage two programs. I'll have head coaches wanting me to do more and more. I can't wait. Let's get it done now, Dr. Shafitz. Get Travis Ford out of here. Let him go and take, coach some Division Three crap. Maybe he can go up and do Hartford or whatever they're called. That was a complete embarrassment of a coach that guy is, too. Total underachiever. I can't stand any of these basketball coaches here in the state of Missouri. It's been such a disaster of a season. I had such high expectations for this team. And SLU and Mizzou played at the same time last night. I did not even watch one second of the SLU game because I knew how much more the Billiken game meant. And I do think Travis Ford, like he he said before the season, he knew that like this is my best team. And it's on us to, you know, to to deliver. You know, I was expecting regular season conference championship, NCAA tournament bird. I guess I guess they still have the chance to salvage a season by making a run uh, at the A10 tournament like they did a few years ago, Tito. Um, but I just don't think that's going to happen. And I don't think Travis Ford had this. I bet he thought of this year as maybe a stepping stone to get back into a power five job. He was a head coach at Oklahoma state made several tournaments there, but I don't think he ever got out of the first round. He's only made one tournament and I believe seven years at SLU. And again, that was from a miracle run in the conference tournament. I think Yuri Collins, this is his last year. I think Travis Ford thought, all right, I can have a big year this year. I can ride Yuri Collins coattails to, you know, springboard my way back into a job in the big 12 or, you know, the sec, wherever. Now I'm like, what happened? Maybe he does go to Hartford. Like, what the hell happens with this guy? If you get fired from an A10 school, um, you know, and and you definitely you might have to go be an assistant somewhere. That's, That's where I think this might be heading. 
That's exactly where he's going. He's going to be an assistant somewhere. That's what happened with a lot of these coaches. I mean, a lot of these coaches, they get success. They don't take the opportunity. They wear out their welcome. Then they have to go and, and rebuild their uh, their reputation. That's what he's going to end up having to do, whether it's going to Kentucky. Uh, he's not a big fan of Calipari, I guess not. But he's going to have to go somewhere, and so is Oates again, baby. And then, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll hear from him again in like 15 years. But rest assured, this guy was trying to get out of St. Louis after one year. After one medi- mediocre year, he was trying to get the Mizzou job. I mean, this guy's a complete fraud. The fact that he had to, that he's been here for seven years, it's time to get his ass out of here. He's a complete underachiever. He doesn't know how to coach these players. Sure, he's just like uh, Quanto Martin with Mizzou. Maybe he can re- recruit some talent, but when it comes to the X's and O's, Daddy, you don't know nothing. Yeah, that's why you got to get a t- guy like Tito in there who knows how to do the X's and O's, baby, how to do the give and goes, how to do the full court press. Not this fraud. What a big whoop. Get out of here with this crap. I do agree. I want him gone. I, the floor for them is high. Like, they've been in this spot where they're winning about 20 games every year, but that's just not good enough at this type of program to make the tournament year in and year out. So the, the floor is high, but the ceiling is low. And I, mean, I just don't – this isn't good enough for me to continue to, to root for this every year. I do want standards to be higher. I'm glad that he's elevated from the Jimmy Cruz era. Jimmy Cruz had a great first uh, year or two, but then he let us down once all Majerus' players left. Uh, Jimmy Cruz let us down real bad. So Travis Ford's done a great job, you know, raising the floor of this program. But I want to aim higher when it comes to college basketball, especially in this conference, where they're still, like, I think, in third place in the conference. So get someone in here that can elevate this team to the next level. I mean, Mizzou's shown it. You get the right coach in. Mizzou was in shambles. And, and one year later, they're going to be back in the tournament. I agree with you. It's time for Ford to go. Well, and not even that, too. I mean, look at the market that St. Louis has with basketball. It's not like we're not producing talent. You got Jason Tatum. You got all these young kids that are coming out through through the through – the, we got a great AAU you know, basketball thing going on here in St. Louis with the St. Louis Eagles and a lot of different AAU teams that are producing high-quality talent. I mean, not superstar talent like Jason Tatum, but, I mean, he's a, he's a relatively recent player person that's from St. Louis. And the fact of the matter is St. Louis is a hotbed right now. You should be thriving with some local talent going on through through like the CBCs of the world, through the St. Louis universities, the DeSmets. All these places can produce this talent. And we got high school coaches that can do it. And the fact is also you got SLU. They're in the A ten. That's a mid tier conference. You know, guess who just came up to Division One? Lindenwood, even though Tino calls them a complete fraud, maybe in five to ten years. They're going to start getting some of that local talent, too. It's going to make Slew's job even harder. I mean, they're going to have to really start sowing their oats right now and making sure that they solidify their backyard. Because if they don't, there's another, going to be another team like MIZ or Lindenwood or another team that's going to be able to come up and be a Division One program. I mean, look at Edwardsville or look at the Sayukis. I mean, there's a lot of talent going around. And Slew, I mean, you got to get it right this time. If not, man, what a fraud of a – of a university that could be in regards to the athletic program. I mean, big fraud. Whoa. Yeah, very frustrating as an alum uh, because I know they're they're right on the cusp, but I just don't think Ford's a guy get it over the line. This college talk, I enjoy it. It is leading into our question of the day, at least uh, some of the responses that I'm going to have. So, Tito, uh, I think we've made reference to this uh, in, a, in a prior show, but things on our sports bucket list, 
so things I want to ask you today, uh, what are, what are three things on your sports bucket list that you want to see happen in your lifetime? Like my dad luckily was able to see the blues win the cup before he got sick and passed away. Thank God he got to see that. So there's still some things out there uh, that we want to see. So what are three things in your sports bucket list that you want to see happen in your lifetime? Man. Um, that's a great call. Um, that's a great, well, that's a great question. Um, yes. If you need me to go first, I can't. No, no, I'm good. I got it. Um, you know, talking about the bucket list and, and your dad seeing the, uh, the Stanley cup. I mean, that's, I never thought it was going to happen. Honestly, never thought it was going to happen. So thankful that it happened in 2019 miracle, you know, lightning in a bottle. Um, you know, a couple of things are college related. Um, I've also got an MLB play that I want to see. I want to see a perfect game, daddy, um, in person. I mean, that's got to be a no brainer. I, you know, every time I go to the baseball game nowadays, I'm with my kids, we're watching it. And if it's a three up, three down first inning, that's where my my head immediately goes to, oh, you know, still a chance for a perfect game here. Still going on here. That's pretty cool. And then as soon as the first hit, that goes through my mind. Whether you like it a minute or not, that's exactly what goes through my mind. So I need to see a perfect game. I want to see it before before I um, I leave this earth. Um, so that would have to be one of my bucket list items. And then the other two for me, if, if you want to list out three of them, it, it's, it's related to MIZ, basketball, um, or even college basketball uh, locally or college football locally. MIZ is the only local football team, but I want to see I want to see someone go to the national championship. I'm not even asking for a, you know for a championship. Just go, just go and be there and let me root you guys on. And then a Final Four appearance. I mean, it's a travesty that Mizzou hasn't done it out of the entire years of of success with Norm Stewart, with Quinn Snyder. Um, you know, now they're, now they got this fraud in there. I don't know, but, um, I want to see either SLU. that's probably unlikely, but Mizzou, um, or SLU to make the final four. So that, there was my three. I got, you know, perfect game for baseball. And then also the fact that I want to see a, a national championship appearance and I want to see a final four appearance. So what do you got? Yeah, I, I echo those. I would settle for the freaking no hitter. I, I, know, I mentioned on the, on our, our dad show a few weeks ago. Got close, saw Mike Morgan get within a couple outs of a no-hitter uh, at a game with my dad in 1995. I was at the game in 2013. Michael Waka got one out away from a no-hitter. Both those games, uh, no-hitters were ruined by infield singles, these slow rollers, just effing brutal. Uh, Miles Michaelis almost had one. Was that just last year? Yeah. The ball went over Bader's head that he very well could have caught. I wasn't there for that game, but was uh, – was following it but yeah definitely seeing one in person is on i'd say i put that on my honorable mention list because i'm thinking more about my teams and yeah. things i want to see uh number one is mizzou making a final four in my lifetime uh you're right it's they've been close several times in our lifetime uh 2002 against oklahoma which you you hold sean responsible for them not making <laughs> making their free throws down the stretch in that one um then then it was uh 2009 getting knocked out by UConn uh, after having just a great team that year. That's when like Kimmy English and Marcus Denman were freshmen uh, on that team. That, that, uh, uh, Damari Carroll, Leo Lyons, guys like that. Uh, great team. And I just got goosebumps a little bit thinking yeah. about how fun that those teams were. I don't think the college football, Mizzou uh, going to the national championship or winning it, they've gotten there one game away twice. 
2007, 2013, uh, both years in their conference championship game, one game away from making it. At this point, though, I took it off my list because I just don't think it's realistic anymore. With how the NIL works, it's just going to be the rich continuing to get richer. I guess the TCU showed this year it's possible to catch lightning in a bottle, pick seventh in the Big 12 preseason, unranked. It can happen, but just in the SEC, thinking about those programs, you got to get past just to win your own conference, let alone, you know, make the national championship game. I guess maybe the this expanded playoff could help help the cause. I just don't think it's very realistic anymore to expect that as maybe I, I thought 10 years ago. Uh, so Mizzou making a final four is one. SLU, just make a fucking sweet 16. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. If you could have like a run like Loyola did to the final four, uh, that'd be outstanding. But just make the Sweet 16. They had that run, uh, Majerus, and then the two years of Jimmy Cruz, uh, 2012, 13, and 14. They won a game in the tournament three straight years. But they never got over the hump to to make the Sweet 16. And then the third one, I'm sure you're going to put this on your list once you think about it, uh, St. Louis City SC winning an MLS Cup. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot more top of mind here in just a few days once we see them play for real. Uh, but I've seen, you know, we've seen two World Series titles, a Stanley Cup, and a Super Bowl for our teams. Uh, I know MLS is not on that same level as of yet in terms of popularity, but I just know how excited you and I are personally about this team coming here. And I think they can get it done sooner than later. I think uh, Atlanta, their team, I think, won the, the title and I think just their second year of existence. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to look that up to, to verify it. But I do think it's feasible within the next – five to 10 years that we get one. And I still, for the third straight day, I'll say it. I can't find this damn over under points total bet that, that I need to find. Uh, I put in a, a request to Bovada this morning. Hopefully they'll put it up. I'll see if they answered my tweet. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, Mizzou final four, Salute sweet 16 and a city MLS cup. Those are my answers. Those are pretty good answers. I like that. Those are, those are sharp. You know, the, the STL city stuff with the MLS cup, you know, that's still so new. So I'm just enjoying the fact that we got a team and the excitement level of what's going on with the city and people being jacked up for that. I mean, I'm surprised that you didn't put in the XFL championship after all everything that you were talking about yesterday about how excited you were for tomorrow night. What a big wolf that is. But I'm not excited. Are... I'm going to watch. You're going to watch. You're going to watch tomorrow. You're going to be all jacked up. You're going to be call calling me all the time. I'm going to be sitting over here saying, yeah, 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 Eric. Okay, whatever, buddy. Oh, no, here we go. Absolutely not. No, so, but the MLS, that's a good play. I like that. And, you know, Sweet 16 for SLU, I think that's feasible. I, I'm not sure about the hot take related to MIZ not making the uh, not making the national championship appearance. I mean, NIL, I mean, you got Crocky, who's a, I mean, he's a, he's a Mizzou alum, isn't he? I mean, he could fork over billions for, you know, some players, I mean, if you really wanted to, that might be something he might want to do later on, maybe the next 10 years when he's on his grave or Josh Crocky when he gets everything handed over to him. A way to rep- repair his uh, family's image is to, is to put a bunch of money into the Mizzou program. So, I mean, I can see that happening. And, you know, it, everyone talks about Alabama and, you know, Georgia getting richer and richer and richer and just taking advantage of the NLI money. But, there was a time that Georgia was down. There was a time that Alabama was down. Saban's not going to coach for forever. You know, Kirby Starr's not going to coach for forever. So 
slow down the roll on never happening again. I mean, they it's been recent that they've been to one 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 game away from the national championship. So have a little bit of faith. Here's Tito. Come on, I'm usually the guy with the hot takes. I'm trying to be the voice of reason for you, Daddy. Well, I didn't even think of the Kroenke thing with Mizzou. That's one more thing to hate him for. Like, this guy doesn't support his university. And Josh Kroenke was a player. He was a pretty right. decent player, too. He I the rock. What, yeah, I'd have to look up what years Kroenke played, Josh Kroenke. But I remember he was a pretty good player, and I think he was on some good teams. So, God he was damn a it, these Kroenke's. He was a Snyder guy. He was part of Quinn Snyder's team when they had – it was a Jimmy McKinney and Arthur Johnson and Ricky Paulding, and they had yeah. all these players. That was Josh Crockett. He was a spot-up three-point shooter. He could shoot the rock, Daddy. I mean, he was a pretty good player. He was a pretty good player. Man. Yeah, that was the 0-2 team, wasn't it? Ricky yeah. Paulding and Arthur Johnson? Yeah. Leslie Stokes, baby, with the with the, the, the big old yeah, – the, the, the wild hair, which was awesome. Absolutely, man. Justin oh. Gage flying on the floor, doing all that crazy shenanigans stuff. I mean, I could go on and on about MIZ 2002, Daddy. What a great moment that was. We need to recap that. You know what we need to do, Eric? We need to watch one of these old MIZ games together, and we can, we can do an alternate commentary, baby. That's what one of the content we should produce later on, you know, while we're not doing daily shows anymore. I think that's a good idea, and you are right. So Josh Kroenke was at Mizzou from 1999 to 2004. Yeah. So he, he was on that ball club uh, in 2002. How about that? Yeah. He has never was – never. He I think his his high point total was 3.5 points per game one season. I just remember him being like a, a sniper from three-point range. Yeah. Maybe I was making that up. I don't know. No, that's exactly what he was. He, was a, he wasn't really necessarily a sniper, but he was a spot-up three-point shooter when they needed a bucket – yeah, it was pretty okay. It was okay defensively, but Snyder didn't really preach the, the defense. He was more of a scorer's coach. He went running gun and went at high explosive offenses. So, um, so yeah, it, good ball player. <laughs> good ball player. He, he got a. They got a good ball club. We got a good ball club. They got competition. We got competition. Right. Uh, that's my that's my fool's interpretation in in uh, impression there. If you didn't tell, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from that. I want to get accused yeah. of being racist. Okay, yeah. let's move on to the picks, Tito. Uh, you're going to be up first. Uh, you uh, completely pushed last night because you uh, lost a three-star play. I can't remember what freaking play that was. Oh, it was the the uh, you went up against Godson Ty and me, and you lost a three-star play. What are your thoughts on that one, Tito? It was uh, Vancouver and Nashville. The game went over five to four final. I was looking great. It was like two nothing. And it was like two nothing going into the second period. I'm like, all right, this is fine. You know, kind of rust on your laurels here a little bit. Vancouver not really playing very good hockey right now. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. I'm not really following the NHL. I was just trying to sharpshoot Eric last night. But I think and it's like it's like a, it's either like three to two or four to two or something like that. And then all of a sudden at the end of the second period, there's like two quick goals, and I'm like, well, there goes my my there goes my under. I mean, what a complete fraud of a pick that was by me again don't tail tito when it comes to nhl i'm just trying to i'm trying to trip godson tie come on you're ducking me godson tie i don't know who you are i don't know i've never seen your face daddy i want to see your face one of these days i want to see you go head to head against tito and i'll show you how good of a nhl handicapper i am not really but you know that's what i want to say right now to you baby so here's what happened last night because i actually was watching the end of this game because kid was in bed that's what I do. I turn on sports after the kid goes to bed. And again, you had under six and a half. Yeah. 
it was four to two yeah. as time was ticking down and Vancouver pulled the goalie with about three minutes to go. And I need a goal to, you know, whether Vancouver scores an empty net or to, to get over the hump. Um, and they had about a three minute possession in the ozone where they just were not, they were putting pucks, uh, you know, towards the net, but they were getting blocked aside. I'm like, God damn it. There's about a minute, 15 second, seconds left. And I'm like, they're just going to keep this puck in the ozone the rest of the game. Nashville's never going to get a chance to fire at this at the empty net. I'm not going to lose to Tito. Well, lo and behold, luckily with a minute and seven seconds left, uh, Vancouver put one in the back of the net to make it four to three uh, to cash the play. Thank God. They actually scored again a minute later right. to send the game to overtime. And then they won. They they did lose. They lost the game oh. to shoot out five to four. Uh, but if you just look at the final score, you go, oh, five to four, nine goals. That game went way over. No. Not an easy win, so that was a loser for you. But MIZ coming through for you with a three-star plus money winner, so you finish out uh, even on the night. So I lost a little bit of money last night. So Tito, you're up first today. Uh, your record for February: seventeen and twenty plus thirty dollars. So you are still in the green, just barely. Overall, thirty-three and twenty-nine. But again, some of those monster plays you've had. Uh, you're a very healthy bankroll right now, plus $2,420. So what do you got today, Tito? Man, I'm, I'm looking at college basketball again tonight, baby. I don't understand this. You know, I I don't like UConn. I don't like Danny Hurley. I'm a big fan of Bobby Hurley. But I don't understand these lines at all. And I don't get it at all. You got UConn versus Providence in the Big East tonight. It's a it's a 16, it's an 18. I'm looking at my screen right now. It's an 18 versus a 20. Okay. UConn's at home. A couple months ago, what did Tito do? He sharp shot him. Xavier hit the play, hit it. There UConn is giving seven and a half points to Providence. I'm looking through Providence's record. I don't see anything that's alarming here. I mean, they lost to St. John's or St. Joseph's by five points, but that's St. Joseph's. That, that, that was like two weeks ago. I mean, they took Xavier to overtime at Xavier. They lost, but they lost by two. I don't get it. So give me the freaking Flyers all night long here. Pat McGillan, whatever his name is, Pat Gillen, the old coach. He's coming out of retirement. He's going to be coaching tonight. We're taking the Flyers. Give me the seven and a half. Another three-star player for Tito. I ain't scared of three stars. Come on, Eric. Join me on this play with three stars with Providence. They're getting seven and a half. UConn doesn't know how to win on the uh, at home with the points. They may win by one or two, but they ain't going to win by more than seven. Come on, baby. Come with Tito this time. I do think, not three stars, but I think I'm going to hop on this with you real quick. I'm looking. You're right, man. That's great analysis on Providence. Their Big East losses, they only have four conference losses. They lost to St. John's on the road by five. They lost at Marquette by eight. And then Marquette's, you know, great team. Uh, they lost at Creighton by six. Again, another great team. Give me one star for seven and a half points. What the hell? Providence. And yeah, it's easy. Ed Cooley is their head coach. He's one of my favorite coaches in college basketball. Uh, he's just very, this very likable guy, very animated. Um, and I remember last year they made, I believe they made the sweet 16 before they lost to Kansas. And they had this incredible season where they played all these close games and found a way to pull them out. They're having another great season here. I don't get seven and a half points. Home court's usually worth like three, maybe four, if it's like an Allen Fieldhouse type situation. I don't think UConn's that scary of a venue. 
Uh, yeah, seven and a half. Give me Providence for a one-star play. Let's do it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining Tito, baby. I love it. That's my one play tonight, Daddy. We're going to take that seven and a half points for Providence for the Friars. I'm going to be looking forward to watching that on FS1 later on tonight, baby. Oh, we might have Gus Johnson on that call. Maybe. Oh, oh my God. I love it. Oh, I can't. Why y'all love it? Absolutely. I hope Gus Johnson's on the call. Damn, 5.30 start, though. 5.30 start, that's brutal. That means I get to catch zero of this game. Oh, God. Well, I still really like the play. I, I honestly, uh, college basketball last night, I had two losses and one push. And I'm like, God damn it. I told myself I wasn't going to bet college basketball until the conference tournaments because I do feel like it's kind of a coin flip now at this stage of the season. But you're right. I feel like that spread should be about maybe five tops. Unless there's like some injury thing that we're not aware of, but yeah, give me Providence plus seven and a half for one star play. Uh, like I said, I'm still going to be giving out picks on our YouTube page and on Twitter at gambling dads. Uh, so we're going to keep continuing uh, to keep track of our records. Um, you know, I, I think I can be a winning gambler long-term, like I said, so I want to be able to prove that to anyone, um, you know, who knows what opportunities that can lead to down the line. So I want to maintain this bankroll and grow it uh, to recap where I'm at for February. I'm 41 and 34 plus $384, uh, overall 63 and 49, and plus 768. I have one play in the NHL tonight, Tito. I'm going to give you one guess of what it is. Do you think it's an over or an under? Uh, it's going to be an over six and a half, and uh, it's probably going to be a West Coast game. Uh. <laughs> well, you're right in two of those counts. Uh, it is an over. It is a West Coast game, but I'm going over, and it's only six, not six and a half. It's over six in the game between the Flames and the Coyotes. So this over six bet, it's eight, two, and one in Calgary's last 11 games. Uh, Coyotes have scored three or more goals in six of their last seven. So they're in good form. So I'm going to take that for a one-star play, uh, minus 120. Again, it's just over six. So we can get a push there. Uh, soccer, Europa League, tomorrow. This bet cashed last week. I'm going to take it again. Uh, I'm taking both teams to score in the game between Manchester United and Barcelona for a one-star play, minus 150 in Bovada. Why do you hate money, Tito? Why do you hate cashing soccer plays? I just love the fact of all these different soccer leagues that you're calling Europa. What's the other one? Siri, ah. Uh, what's the, you, you, there's all these different team names. I just absolutely love it. That's why I'm laughing. I apologize. Hey, it's, it's Manchester United and Barcelona, baby. They're in the kind of the second-tier tournament behind the Champions League. So it's kind of a weird situation and that's actually why i think there's going to be goals because it's just not as much intensity uh the game last week was two to two and i'm getting minus 150 for, for the second leg here i think it's gonna be wide open uh, you know i don't know if we're gonna get four goals but uh, i could definitely see a, a two to one final hopefully we get more than that uh champions league right now going on uh i enter milan against porto i have a bet on the under two and a half goals uh for a one-star play minus 132 on bovada we're gonna cash that baby uh, Inter Milan's up one to nothing, and they are in stoppage time, uh, and they're in the 92nd minute. So we're going to cash that one, it looks like. Uh, also a pending three-star play in the Champions League. Have the parlay on Manchester City and Napoli to qualify for the next round. That's a minus 153. Uh, Napoli won their first leg yesterday, two to nothing. Uh, Man City in action right now. They are tied with RB Leipzig, uh, one to one, and they're in stoppage time as well. A draw is actually not, not horrible. Uh, yeah. Not a big deal. The second game, uh, second leg will be next week at Man City. So if Man City just wins that game or it even goes to penalties, if it's still tied, 
Uh, still feel good about the play. A draw is fine if that's how it ends up today. Um, so those are my picks for today. I'm going to have to get an RB Leipzig jersey kit. I, I don't know. Like, these names that you come up with, are, I think you just take them because of the name. You want to say the name and stuff. You want to sound intelligent. RB Leipzig or Leipzig, whatever it is. I mean, what kind of names are these things? Germany Christmas. What? Why do you hate Germans? Why do you hate the heritage of your country, of your are name? Are you serious right now? I'm doing a lot of Germany. I was over in Germany back in 1998, baby, wearing a Dr. Pepper shirt, and I was getting all the ladies come over with their hairy armpits saying, hey, Tito, how's it going, fella? Feel like I cut of my gym? Absolutely. It was awesome. I love Germany. Just blasphemy that you would say something ridiculous like that. Do you know what your name means in German? Obviously, it's a German name, right? Do you know, does that like stand for? Is it a word in German? Do you know of? No, it's a first. I, I know that there are people in Germany that are their first name is Ulrich. Ulrich von Lichtenstein. You know, Knight's Tale. I mean, so it's it's a it's a first name um, over in uh, over in um, in Germany. So. In Germany, okay. Well, my last name Sontag actually means Sunday. In German, like the day of the week. Yeah, it does. You're right. That's a good call. Absolutely. Very nice. Yeah, there so we'll, you go. Little, little, little school lesson there for, for Merrick. Appreciate it. Well, the, the game has gone final. It's one-to-one final. So they'll go to the second leg back in Man City a couple weeks from now. Uh, Tito, one other reason for you to get an RB Leipzig jersey. Guess who Godson's tie, Godson Ty's favorite EPL team is? Oh, RB Leipzig. No, it's Manchester City. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll do some analysis. I know my brother, Adam, he's a big, he's a big Bundesliga guy. I'm sure he's already about RB Litzig. Hey, Adam, if you're watching this, let me know about RB Litzig, baby. Let me know where I can find a kit. Tina needs to come on the show one of these times and sharpshoot Godson tie a little bit. But before we leave, before I know we're wrapping up soon, but I do want to talk to you about MLS. I saw that my brother posted some things, you know, on my Facebook page yesterday related to MLS and the playoff system. I, I, did you see this? Yeah. Don't like absolutely. it. You don't like it? I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. You have a best of three or you have a, you have a playing game, then you have a best of three, and then you get to the semifinals or maybe quarterfinals and it's a knockout stage. Absolutely love it. I think it's going to be fantastic. I actually think now that I think about it, I guess whatever gives St. Louis City SC the best chance to get in the playoffs, now they just got to be top nine instead of top seven, I guess. That's right. I just don't like the Mickey Mouse thing that the NBA does, and they're they're kind of doing this with MLS now. The number nine seed is going to play the number eight seed in a one-game playoff to get into the playoffs. Just reward the number eight seed. They had a better record than regular season. Like, screw the number nine seed. I don't like that. But then, so then you have eight teams in each conference. Then they do a best of three. I mean, anything for more games, more entertainment, I guess that's good. Yeah. But then why why do single elimination after that? I, I don't I just don't really understand the point of that. I yeah, guess they're trying to have the best teams advance and they figure if they do best of three, it's more likely they advance. Is that well it? and then they, well yeah, and then they reward the top team for having a double buy, right? They get a they get a double but they don't have to play the playing game, they don't have to play the initial round, then they get to um, the well, it'd be, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it'd be the top seven teams in each conference have the same advantage. It's just eight versus nine in a one oh, game okay. situation. Okay. And then one will play eight or nine, two plus seven you. and so on and so forth. But um, well, I guess like if, if city can make the playoffs as the eight or nine seed, I'll be like best rule ever. I'm so glad that they, they brought this in. Um, yeah. I guess I just have no idea what to expect on Saturday. Uh, yeah. I, I think Austin's really good. Uh, from everything I read and, and see from last season. 
I think Austin is also kind of the um, kind of the not a rival, but what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like almost the example that's been set of how an expansion team does it right. You know oh, what okay. I mean? Like yeah, they the built this team for the ground. Yeah, I think it's only their second year and uh, last year they made the Western Conference Final. You know, the the first team in that market, which is this growing, thriving market. So they have this crazy support as well. So it should be an outstanding atmosphere on Saturday night. Um, yeah. I'm going to make sure God, 7.30 start. I either have to get the kid in bed early or what's the Apple TV situation? Can I like, can I choose to start the game from the beginning at eight o'clock? I'm hoping so. I guess we'll find out on Saturday, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume so, but uh, you know, any sort of streaming service, you should be able to start it from scratch if you need to, but you know, it's only, you know, you're only going to be missed in maybe 15 minutes or it's a Saturday night, Eric, let her, let, let her stay up a little bit later. Let her come on. Let her watch the SDL City, baby. It's not like you're going to be schmoozing and 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 you know all this stuff. Dude, let her stay up and watch some of the city matchup and and then put her to bed at uh, at halftime. Well, see, that's what I was actually considering, but my concern is we hit close to eight o'clock, and, and the witching hour begins. Oh, the, child, the fact that I'm going to have this soccer team on, which I'm going to be explaining to her how big of a deal this is and how excited Dad yeah. is for it. And she's going to just start bitching at me and say, where's Paw Patrol? Where's Paw Patrol? Can we turn on Paramount Plus? I'm going to say, God damn it, you should be in bed already so I can focus on this game. So that's my situation. Are you going to watch it? Are you going to watch it with your kids, your brothers? Or like, what are you doing on Saturday? Oh, so Saturday night, Tito's got a big night prepared. We're going to watch STL City. And then Tito's going to go downtown to Ballpark Village. I'm going to be riding the bull, baby. We're going to be celebrating this STL City victory. Tito's going to be having his cowboy hat on. I'm going to be riding the bull. I'm going to shoot some video over at PBR. Everyone be on the lookout for Tito riding the bull, daddy. After an STL City win, it's going to be awesome. Tito's going to love it. All the ladies are going to love it. You're going to love it. Everyone's going to love it, baby. It's going to be awesome. So the kids, they're going to be being watched by the older daughter. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to put people in their place. And so Tito is going out on the town Saturday night, daddy. Woo! Perks of having a high school daughter. You got a free babysitter. Thank God for you, man. You've earned it. You've earned it after raising these five children. Uh, now you have, uh, what is that, 15 or 14, something like that? She's 14. She's going to be 15 in a couple months. We're going to get the drivers pulled in. It's going to be awesome. She's going to be excited. She's going to be my little chauffeur. Tito's going to be open out about the town, having drinks over at Biggie's, at these little South Hampton bars. It's going to be awesome, baby. She's going to be coming be my chauffeur, Daddy. I love it. I love it too, brother. All right, man. I enjoyed the show today. That's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, again, guys, we appreciate all your support. Hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also chat with us by commenting on these videos. Uh, hit that notification bell too. Make sure you do that so you get our videos as soon as we drop them. Now they're going to be a little bit more sporadic. Uh, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Gambling Dad. Shoot us a DM there if you want to chat with us as well. I'll be putting out plays on there. Tito will have some hot toilet takes, I'm sure, that we'll be getting out there on Twitter. Uh, so thank you guys for everything. We'll be talking to you real soon. Uh, for Tito, I'm Eric. This has been Domesticated Gamblers. Thanks for being with us, guys, and we will see you later.